the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. We pray that through this message, you will learn how to apply God's Word and truth to your life. Stay with us as we discover God's truths that will transform us. Well, this morning I'm excited about starting a brand new series of messages and start entitled Smart Living. I want to talk to you today about the, the smart way to live, smart living. We live, if you will, in a smart world. I'm sure that most of you here today probably have a smartphone with you or a smart device. Some folks have smart cars. I understand there's some cars that will actually park themselves now, uh, which I need to get one of those. It would improve my parking skills, I'm sure. Uh, We have smart houses. You can set your lights to go on and off at certain times and your thermostats and all these kind of things. All these things are wonderful with a caveat. The caveat is this. Even though we have smart things, they don't make us any smarter. Wouldn't it be great if you could just hold your phone to your head and download the knowledge of the internet, right? But none of these devices actually make you smarter. In fact, it can be argued that these conveniences can actually make you dumber. Think about it. You used to have to calculate. You had to actually add and multiply and divide numbers. You don't have to do that anymore. All you do is pull out your smartphone. You used to have to navigate. You actually had to know north, south, east, and west. And when you really got complicated, you had to understand northeast and southeast and northwest and southwest and then north-northeast and north-northwest. I'm getting way too complicated for some of you here today. And so you, you no longer have to calculate. You no longer have to navigate. And for many of us, we no longer have to cogitate. You might say, what does cogitate mean? Google it. So many smart devices around. All we need to do is Google things or Siri or Alexa. And I hope no Alexas go off right now as soon as I say that. But what happens in this world in which we're living, even though the technology is getting smarter, we're not necessarily getting smarter ourselves. Actually, in many ways, I could perhaps make a case today that the world, from a morality standpoint and from just human relationship standpoint, we're actually getting dumber. We're not doing better. We're actually doing worse. And we're doing worse because we don't have something the Bible calls the real kind of smarts. And that's what this series is all about. This series is all about smart living. It's all about how you and I can learn to be smart people. And I'll download or I will explain this or unpack this more for you in just a moment. And the focus for this next several weeks, actually through the month of June, we're going to take an extended period of time in this series. I'm going to be looking at the book of Proverbs. So I really want to encourage you to start reading 
reading with me the book of Proverbs, to read one chapter out of the book of Proverbs every day, each day of the week. In fact, we've developed a little Bible reading guide for you. I think they'll put that on the screen there for you. And you can just look it up, download it. It'll guide you through the 31 chapters of the book of Proverbs. And when you finish that 31 chapters, start back over again. There'll be enough time, I believe, in this series to go through the book of Proverbs, reading it together at least twice. So make that in addition to whatever reading you do, make that an additional reading of your Bible. Or if you're not reading your Bible at all, this would be a great way to start reading it. It's very sad how many people no longer are reading their Bibles. I read a statistic just the other day that 26 million people stopped reading the Bible during the pandemic. 26 million people in America just stopped any daily Bible reading at all. Now, that seems kind of contrary to common sense. You would think that during the pandemic, you would read more of your Bible to find comfort from God, but somewhere the Bible went by the wayside, and many think that was because church attendance went by the wayside, but it's time for all of us to get back to the Bible, back to the Bible. And I want you to notice the description of what this book of Proverbs is all about. The word Proverbs is, is really a word that means a, a short little statement that implies wisdom or implies a principle, a pithy little statement that you can easily memorize. And so the book of Proverbs is 31 chapters of these little statements that give you understanding about life, God's perspective on life. They were written by Solomon third king of Israel, who was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And he begins the book of Proverbs in chapter one by explaining to us exactly why he gave us this book and why he was moved by the Holy Spirit to do so. Notice these words, Proverbs chapter one, beginning in verse number one. These are the Proverbs, the little statements, the little pithy, wise statements These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of of Israel. Their purpose, here's the purpose, is to teach people what? Wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose, again, he's telling us the reason we have this book, is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just and fair. These Proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. And so all of us are simple in many ways. That word simple does not imply the incapacity and ability to learn, but it it, it represents to us the foolishness that we all have in life. And the Bible says that these Proverbs will deal with our foolishness, our simplicity. It will give us knowledge. And if you're young, it will give you something called discernment for your life. Now, today we're going to take a look at some very important aspects of this. We're going to take a look at three things that are vital to understanding this book of Proverbs, laying a foundation, because I don't like to start any series of messages without giving you some kind of foundational understanding. And so I'm going to give you three things today that you need to understand about this whole idea of the book of Proverbs and where we're going in this series together. Number one, the first thing for today is this. Smart living is wise living. Smart living is wise living. To live smart, you need way more than academic understanding and intellectual understanding. You need wisdom. And so smart 
We're talking not about intellectual smarts, intellectual academic ability. We're talking about something called wisdom. We're talking about being smart down in your soul. We're talking about being smart in your heart. We're talking about having the smartness of God in the way that you guide and direct in the way that you live your life. And this kind of smartness comes from only one place. It comes from God's Word, the book called the Bible. So we're going to take a look at what the Bible says to us about wisdom. I want to give you eight facts about wisdom that we find from Scripture because smart living is wise living, and wise living comes from Scripture. Here are the things we'll look at together. The Bible teaches us very clearly that God is the source of true wisdom. If you want to live your life based upon what is true, not what is false, not what is contrary to how God created you, then you have to realize that God is going to be or needs to be your source. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, fear of the Lord, that is reverence of God, the worship of God is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. So God is the source. Second thing Scripture teaches us is that the world offers an alternative but inferior version of wisdom. There's wisdom out there in the world. I'm not talking about just intellectual, academic wisdom. I'm talking about soul wisdom, heart wisdom. There's wisdom in the world. The world will try to tell you how to live your life. But when the world tries to tell you how to live your life, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, it is contrary to the wisdom of God. When the world says it's right, usually it's wrong. So you and I need to realize that there's wisdom coming at us. People are always trying to tell you, this is the way you should live your life. And much of the world and much of the media will try to tell you how to live your life. It's an an alternative but inferior version of wisdom. Look at this verse of Scripture and what it says. It says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but what happens? It ends in death. The third thing the Bible teaches us about wisdom is that we choose to either increase our wisdom or remain foolish. In your life, every day you're making choices. Your choice will be, I will gain more wisdom from God and from the things he's doing in my life today, or I will continue to remain foolish in my life. It's a choice that you make, and I want to bring that to our attention because unless you realize it's a choice, you'll, not, you'll never do anything about it. You'll never gain wisdom or more wisdom in your life. Proverbs 19.8, the one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. So wisdom, you've got to get it, and you have to cherish it. We're going to come back to this very important point in just a few moments. What else does the Bible teach us about wisdom? That our choices, wise or foolish, what do they have? If you live a foolish life or make foolish choices, what will your consequences be? There will be foolish consequences, or we might say painful consequences. If you choose to live life wisely, then consequences, positive consequences, will follow. Take a look at this verse of Scripture. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. You ever met someone like that before? They just mess up their life. Say, well, God, why don't you do this to me? God said, I had nothing to do with that. You did it to yourself, all by yourself. Okay. 
It's not that God's not able to help us in the midst of our foolish mistakes and God by his grace can help us, but you and I need to realize that these these choices in life have consequences and we must understand what those consequences are. The Bible teaches us that God wants to give us his wisdom. We're going to unpack this more in just a moment, but take a look at this very important verse of Scripture, Proverbs 1.23. Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Isn't that a beautiful promise from God? God says, come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you. I'll make you wise. And then we understand that Jesus Christ is the way to wisdom. If God is a source of wisdom, and indeed he is, and his book, the Bible, is the source of that wisdom for us, at least the manual for wisdom in our life, the question then begs, how do we know God? How do we come into relationship with God? Well, God has made that very clear. The way you come into relationship with God is through His Son, Jesus Christ. And I like to really emphasize this point as much as I can every weekend because a lot of people are confused about how to have a relationship with God. And the way that you have a relationship with God is through His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus came into the world to pay the price for our sins. He died on the cross of Calvary so that we could be forgiven. He was the ultimate sacrifice for sin. He rose from the grave, proving he was the Son of God, and Jesus himself said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No person can come to the Father except by me. And so if you want to get to God and you want to get to the wisdom of God, the way to God and the way to the wisdom of God is through Jesus Christ, through none other. Okay. He is the way to this relationship with God. Notice this passage in the New Testament. I'm taking you over into the New Testament just for a moment. In Him, in Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. In Him, in Jesus, lie hidden all the treasures of what? What are we talking about here in this series? Wisdom, smart living. In Jesus lie all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And the eighth fact that I'll give you about wisdom from the Bible is that God's Word is the textbook that teaches us wisdom. If you take any class, I don't care what discipline you're studying, I assure you that whatever your discipline might be, your, 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 your skills you're trying to obtain, the knowledge you're trying to get in life, you're going to have to have a textbook along the way. You have lectures and you have textbooks. And those textbooks are designed to give you the understanding of how to apply, to grasp, to get the concepts, and then how to put into practice those things that you're learning. And God's Word, listen, God made you. Did He not? He created you. And so He created humanity. He created us, and so He gave us a book to tell us how to function. That's all the Bible is. The Bible is a life manual, a life guide. I made you, God says, here's your book that will guide you in the way that you are to live. It is the textbook. And if you don't study the textbook, you'll not have the wisdom that you need. Colossians 3, again, New Testament, let this message or the word of Christ or the word of God, the message about Christ and all its richness, fill your lives. Get the word of God in you is what is being said here. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. And so the wisdom comes from the message or from the word of God. 
So the first principle is that smart living, as we're defining it here in this series, is wise living. We're not talking about intellect. We're talking about a soul wisdom that is necessary for all of us to live effectively. God's wisdom is the most important thing that you and I can pursue. There's nothing more important than the wisdom of God. Proverbs 4, 7 says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do, and whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Here's our second principle for today. Wisdom is going to make your life better. If you want a better life, I will assure you the more of this you have, the better your life will be. The less of this you have, the worse off your life will be. Wisdom is not going to keep you out of all troubles in life. No, it's going, to, uh, it's going to help you to navigate trouble in life, but it's not going to keep you from all trouble, but it gives you the ability to know how to handle life well. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 6 through 11. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the, to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair. You will find the right way to go, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. If you take time to meditate on these verses, Proverbs 2, 6 through 11, you will see that there's so much in this passage that describes how wisdom will make your life. Say it with me, better. It'll make your life, it improves every aspect of your life. Let's take a look at some of the ways that wisdom is going to improve your life. We talked about the fact that God is the source. There are many facts he gives us about wisdom. Now, how does it make our life better? When you have wisdom, you end up investing your life instead of wasting your life. Wise people invest instead of waste. If I were to present to you today a couple of financial options, let's say, for example, I'm, going to, I'm a stockbroker and I want to sell you some stocks, and I say, here's a, a set of stocks that I want to sell you. This set of stocks has been losing money for the last 50 years. It's never made any kind of profit at all. This set of stocks has been gaining significantly amount, significant amounts of money for the last 50 years. Which of the two would you like to buy? Now, if you choose the one that's been losing money for all those years, obviously you don't have much wisdom. But when you understand that something, if I can invest in something that's not losing, but I can invest in something that produces a gain in my life, that's what I want to invest in. Listen closely. When you gain wisdom, that's why you need to get wisdom, and you and I need to gain it in our lives. When you get wisdom, you stop investing in losing stocks. I'm not talking financially now. I'm talking about your life. There's so many people that are investing their time and their treasure and their talents and stuff that's going downhill. It's not gaining any kind of profit for their life at all. But the wiser you become, the more you start investing in things that will add 
profit to your life. And again, I'm not talking financially here, but I'm talking overall benefit to your life. It will make your life better. So we invest our life instead of wasting it. The second thing that happens when you gain wisdom, you expand your abilities and you realize your potential. Inside of every one of you, you have an amazing amount of potential. You haven't come close to tapping the the potential that's inside of you, that God placed in you. But that potential, those skills, those, those abilities, all the plans that God has for you and for me, they're only expanded and come into fruition with wisdom. It also, number three, increases our influence. When you and I are wise, the wiser we are, the more influence that we will have in a positive way. People will want to, will follow people who are wise. And God wants you not just to be a follower in your life. He wants you to be a leader. And to be an effective leader, you need wisdom. You don't need more talent. You need more wisdom. There are a lot of very talented people in our world today that are absolute fools. Let that sit there just for a minute. Celebrated people. People who have lots of money, lots of stuff, but when it comes to the way they're living their lives, there's no wisdom there. And so if you want to really be an effective leader and influence other people positively, you need wisdom, increasing in wisdom. And then it also helps us to protect ourselves and others. The wiser you are, the more your life is going to be protected from mistakes and failures and things along the way that can side rail you. And it will protect people around you. If you're a parent, it protects your children. The wiser you are as a parent, the the wiser your children will be and the more protected they will be. It will help you in your business. Wisdom will help you make better business decisions. You need wisdom because it provides protection. It also will inspire other people. You know, the world needs some inspiration. We need people that are living inspirational lives. And inspirational lives is, is a life that brings brings breath to other people, that gives other people hope. And our world desperately needs hope. And the best way to be a hope giver to others is to live a wise life so people can see there's a better way to live. And then also we experience something beautiful. We experience God's peace and God's joy in our lives. The more wisdom you have, the more of the peace of God you're going to have. You're going to also experience more joy in your life. There's, there's no losing when it comes to wisdom. When you gain wisdom, it's always a win in your life. Perhaps as you have been listening to today's broadcast, you felt a stirring in your heart, something that reminded you that you need to get something right in your life with God. The first way to start in that journey with God is to open your heart to Jesus Christ, to make Him the Lord of your life, to turn over all your life to Him. And that begins with a very simple prayer. I want to lead you in that prayer right now, and it's a prayer that you can pray right where you are. Say these words, Jesus, I invite you into my life today to forgive me of all my sins. I need you. I want you. I want you to take charge of my life. Be my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Now, if you just prayed that prayer with me, I want to encourage you with a promise from God's Word that says, when we call on God's name, when we call on the name of His Son, Jesus, there is salvation that is brought to our lives. He changes us from the inside out. And the Bible says that if any person is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. And that's what's happened to you today as you've opened your heart to Christ. 
Let me encourage you. You need to take the next step. The next step is to make sure that you get into a good Bible-believing church where you're studying God's Word and make sure you get a copy of God's Word and begin to read it. Spend some time each day in prayer. You've been listening to the teaching ministry of Practical Living with Dale O'Shield, Senior Pastor of Church of the Redeemer in Maryland. If you would like more information, please visit our website at church-redeemer.org. May God bless you and make you a blessing. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.